Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. I am Curtis the Fourth. All right, we are back for another NBA Finals update. Um, yeah, it's Monday the 19th, so the day before Game 6, where I was confident last time we were on the, on the show. Man, I did not expect Phoenix to be facing elimination right now, but they are. So we will discuss... <laughs> Games four and five, we will go back and, and discuss all of that. We're going to get into what we expect down the road as well. Uh, so let's just go ahead and dive right in. But quickly before that, always remember, like, rate, and subscribe to the show. We want to continue to grow here. So sharing is always appreciated as well. All right. Let's talk NBA Finals basketball. Phoenix versus Milwaukee. Game six is tomorrow Let's go back in time to what was that Wednesday, Thursday, game four, game four, (laughs) Phoenix drops the ball in game four in Milwaukee. They lose by six, one Oh nine to one Oh three Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay. I was all, all, all the way messed up. Um, yeah, they lose one Oh one Oh nine to one Oh three. Very close game. Very well played by both sides for the most part, and we'll get into the reasons why Phoenix lost this game, but let's start with the Milwaukee side of things. Giannis is that dude. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. I mean, he came out there 26-14-8 and in Game 4. He had an additional three steals. Obviously, Chris Middleton's 40 points helped out as well. Um, And then Pat Connaughton off the bench with another nine rebounds. Uh, He had a so close to an to a double double. He was eleven points and nine rebounds and an assist. But man, mm. I mean, Giannis is fantastic all around. Chris Middleton shows up with the scoring, and the others just did what they could. I mean, Drew Holiday. I, I mean, not really. You know, I'm not a big Drew Holiday fan. He, <laughs> he's okay. I'm not against him. Just not really my flavor. But thirteen and seven, and seven. I mean, that's yeah. very respectable. With three steals. I'm guessing he's the point guard. I know he's just a guard because I just don't know what position he plays. But I believe he's running the point when Giannis isn't bringing the ball up. But Yeah, but whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah. But with that being the said. The only issue I had with that, with their stat line coming out of this game for, was the fact that Drew Holiday only scored 13 and also P.J. Tucker starting. How the hell do you not score? You're a starter. Uh, he only attempted one time, one shot. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he just. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just. It could be in a conversation where they was just. He's just dedicating himself to the defensive yeah. end at this point, and I've seen that in, in the past. And maybe I, I'm not going to do the, the 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 big network spin and like man, his confidence is shot, and he, that therefore he had to go and find other things to do. Well, he yeah. came back in game. Oh, no, not P.J. Tucker. Never mind. Yeah, P.J. Tucker. <laughs> so, you know, no, I just I think it's very simple. He just, look, he, he know he doesn't have it, you know, and it's like, I mean, where I can transition this to, but I think that's that that's 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 smart where he what he's going to focus and channel all his energy to the defensive end. It puts a liability on the Bucks to some degree, but the Bucks have been able to sustain sustain that type of hit to their offense or their offensive balance or flow uh, with him not really committing himself to um, to shooting. You know, I don't think there's not a Ben Simmons situation, but, you know, it's 
Oh, for one. I mean, you know, he, he's gonna, we already know who PJ Tucker is. He's going to do it on other ends. We've seen other games where he's had some really bad shooting nights. So, but I have an issue with you saying he's doing it on the other end because he had five rebounds and an assist. Like that, that's it. I'm talking about well, the intangible stat. Not the, <laughs> you know his defensive presence or prowess. You know, trying to slow the other team down, doing whatever he can against Booker. But I mean, someone has to stick him. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to stop him, but with that being he said, sure there's. Well, that's, I'm saying that to say this: Who would stop him on, yeah, on the, the right. Bucks? So, okay, line them all up. Which, who's next? You know, I'm like, at least try to hold him to thirty, uh, giving him forty two a night. That's... I mean, at the end of the day, it's PJ Tucker. I mean, yeah. I mean, damn. I mean, he he did. That's as good as it's gonna get. You know, I mean, it was fine. I mean, they, hey, they came out with a win, one hundred nine to one hundred three. So he did what he true. what he needed to do. But my, but I'm saying it, it could be a lot worse. Like. Mr. You know, Mr. Crowder on the other end. <laughs> I mean, well, let's talk Phoenix in Game Four. Yeah, I have an issue with Jay Crowder. Uh, I mean, this game you had seven. No, oh, no, you had eight rebounds and fifteen points. So you 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 were scoring. You you were bringing it on the offensive end. Still lacking on the defensive end, but you got you can. Well, let, no, no, let you, keep going. I'll let you finish your thought because there there's a. A very dark cloud over this stat line you're going. Oh no, there is, and and I get that, but just just look for, taking the stats for what they are, what you did in this game, statistically, fifteen, eight, eight rebounds, three assists, and you were kind of stat stuffing because he also had three steals and three blocks in the game as well. He was all around. I did not really have too much of an issue with his play in game four. Now, doing game five, and we'll get into that in a minute. And and the reasons why they Phoenix lost Game Five, but the reasons why Phoenix lost Game Four, because I've told you this, and I think I've said it on the podcast a couple of times. I think the key to Phoenix winning games is Chris Ball and Devin Booker doing their thing on the offensive end, and DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder combining for twenty plus rebounds a game. You get twenty second chance opportunities in the NBA, or taking away chance a second chance opportunity uh, on the defensive end, getting defensive rebounds. That is key to how Phoenix wins this game. Win, wins games. Period. Those two guys need to combine for twenty rebounds in this game. Four they did, but the reason why they lost is because on the offensive end, Chris Paul. How do you have five turnovers in this game? This is the NBA Finals, man, and you are in a. It, this game specifically wasn't do or die, obviously, and I know he has an injury that he's trying to play off like it's not an injury and doesn't really mm-hmm. want to talk about it with his hand, but at the end of the day. If you're that beat up where you can't hold on to the ball and you're turning the ball over five times, get off the floor. Right. You're hurting your team more than you're helping because you only had 10 points, so you weren't effective on the offensive end. You had four assists as the quote, like you are the point guard of this team. Four assists in 10 points is not enough on the offensive end. Five turnovers absolutely killed them in this game. That's the reason if you want to chop it up to anything, that is the reason why they lost. And it didn't help that the bench combined it for only 23, five and one in this game as well. So the lack of bench production also didn't reprieve the five turnovers that Chris Paul was attributed to. Plus there was actually even more because there was turnovers attributed to other guys that were actually Chris Paul's fault. Agreed. Agreed. Now can we let you get into Jay Crowder? (laughs) With a Drake, the Drake Crowder effect that you have eloquently glossed over. I'll get into it in game five because I think that was actually the reason why they lost game five. But Which is wonderful, but you 
I'm going to explain in addition to why they lost game four. Mm-hmm. And make no mistake, it's because of this great stat line you just went across and this Fugazi stat line that we are looking at. And it's very deceptive, and that's why I'm going there with this. But Jay Crowder was a big contributor to why they did not win win this game, game four, in, to, in totality. Yes, Chris Paul had his big – everything you said about that, I agree with. And I, I have no dispute. Chris Paul did not show up. Chris Paul is allowed to have a bad game. Unfortunately, a bad game in this situation helped cost them yeah. the game. Now, in the Jay Crowder thing, 15 points. Three, three, I mean, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals, three blocks. Man, them, yeah, st- you know, st- you know, like stat stuffing, you know. But also, I mean, it, it's 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 a it's it's a fluff. It's fluffed. You know, th- these are not these numbers are not as 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 attractive or, or as potent as you think they are. When I look at he, okay, in forty nearly forty minutes played, he shot three for ten. Yeah, no. I, and I, I was like, okay, three for ten, got that. Damn, thirty points. He had, to, I mean, shot thirty percent from the field. However, he still found a way to get fifteen points. That efficient, theoretically. The problem is, I'm not looking at his three pointers. Three for nine. Wait a minute. <laughs> you supposed to be an enforcer in a, in a in a low post defensive presence, and you mean to tell me out of your ten attempts, nine of them was at the three point line? When did you become a power guard? He did, and, and I get you, that, you, and he's see, and he's not that, and I agree. That's with you. I'm just saying that when down the stretch, when okay, when a CP3 can't, you know, come up with the the basket, mm-hmm. or he's stumbling over himself. I don't need him stumbling right past the in the screenshot. There's Jay Crowder standing at the three point line with his hands out, looking <laughs> like shouldn't you be down low? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I 100 percent agree with that. Th- I, it's amazing that he even got these numbers from this game, but do you can see where the in, inefficiencies of? It's very easy to say, well, Chris Paul had five turnovers. That's why they lost. Okay, well, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul never had has five. that many turnovers. I got it. He has five turnovers. Devin Booker had four turnovers. Jay Crowder had three turnovers, and DeAndre Aiden had two turnovers. Cameron Johnson had two turnovers. I'm like, they, you know, I understand. No, and they, I get what you're saying there too, because everybody was turning the ball over. It was sloppy play across the board. But Mike, the reason why I I attribute this specifically game four loss to Chris Paul is specifically because at the end of the day, Chris Paul typically does not ever have more than one turnover a game. Usually, he is a savant, and he has zero turnovers a game. Well, and throughout this entire playoff think, run, he hadn't that. had any any games over two turnovers. That's fine. But I'm going to say this, and I never expect him to have to play near perfection for them to have to win games either. Sorry. So I five get turnovers, that. okay, I get it. But, you know, for somebody to have five turnovers for the first time in probably, I don't know, empty amount of years, okay, every superstar player has had these moments. No, and it is even a, it's a even, team loss for sure. But I, right. but I'm, I'm I saying it. specifically, it's if just, you're looking very at easy target just to say there and and just stay there alone, I say yeah, to a degree. However, I mean, yes, Jay Crowder, you need to stop shooting threes. Like and I'm yes. saying the Jay Crowder thing because this is my thing because we we because of where this league is right now. Yeah, it's all on Booker and and CP3. Everything wins losses. It's all on you two. You mm-hmm. all you, we come and we 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 win. We we ride or die through you all. You know, y'all gonna take y'all gonna get the praise, but y'all also gonna get man, y'all gonna get the, y'all gonna get all all the um all all the insults and all the poison and all that that's coming with it. You getting all that just as well, and it's nothing, you know. And it's just like wow, 
when are they going to start? When does when when does DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder and the Mikael Bridges start taking some responsibility and, and actually taking real responsibility? And like, okay, when you see a, a Chris Paul who just ain't got it all there, he's still putting together what he can do, but can't sit there and pull out and have a 28 plus 20, 30, 40 point, you know, 34 point night game. You, you, you know what I'm saying? When are you all going to just step up and you're going to be that guy as opposed to, I'm just, well, this is my role. And if I'm going to put in my eight, and then, yeah. no, no, we need 17 now, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and all you over here clamoring for opportunities and time, here it is. He's playing bad. When are you going to step up, Cameron Payne? Yeah. You know, I, you, you I, come I in these little two, two play flashes and then, then you just disappear. And I'm, and I'm, I, I, this is me the first time I, you, you never, never heard me say, I've never criticized this man until right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, but I'm starting to notice you only doing this in spots and I keep catching you when you do it. So it seems like that's all you've been doing. But then I'm starting to look at these, these box scores. I'm like, hold on. Cause I lose, I some kind of way I'm losing him within the game when I'm watching it. It's just like, he's, but I'm starting to understand he's not doing anything. No, he's not. And, and, I, and, and I, I have an issue with him coming off the bench. I don't know how I'm not missing this in plain. He's like, he's just hidden in plain sight. Like, Cameron Payne needs to be the sixth man, not Cam Johnson. And that's the issue here with the bench specific, specifically. I understand what you're saying. Because on the bench side of things, Cameron Payne needs to be the reprieve for the two guards who are literally giving everything on the offensive end. Right. They need, like you were saying before we got on air, they need that five minutes of, of break just to catch their breath, get their legs back under them so they can come back out. And then Devin Booker is probably scoring 50, 60 a game right. if if Cameron Payne can have a productive 17 minutes a night. Right. When you're, when you're out there, you're four for seven from the field, one for three from three, and you're missing your free throws, and you're only scoring nine points. Like, I can't, I cannot count on you to be out there on the floor. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's getting to a point for me, you're in the finals. You've been going through this long enough. You're as far in the season as you're going to be able to go within the next few days. What are you, if you, it's now or never. It's like, if you're ever going to make that push, why do we have to sit here and you have to go through and let the play, let this series play out however it plays out. You have to go through an off season, get in, get in your right, your right head space, mm-hmm. come back, go through a training camp, then didn't work your A off just to try to sit there and say, now I'm going to prove myself. You had, here's your opportunity right now. That's what you, this is what you've been working hard for. There's no guarantees you coming back. This is this is a loaded Western Conference. I, it's going to be hard for I like for you to this back. team, but you, I, I can see some glaring holes here, specifically at power forward. Yeah, you know if that's what they even interested in playing, because that's the one thing I'm questioning in in this in this um offense with this coach. I've had no with Monty Williams. I had no problems with this man outside of this Jay Crowder situation. I'm like, dude, are we ever going to address this? what's going on here? I understand Sarge went down. But she wasn't really playing Sarge anyway. Yeah, Sarge had what ten minutes a game. And I'm saying, but I mean, damn, they. I mean, you, you have come and you now you clip Frank Comiskey after one minute, you know. And I'm not saying he was the greatest option, but this is your option. This next man up. Why do you have him on the roster if you're not gonna play him? I'm not sitting there saying you have to leave him out there, but damn. And then I mean, it's interesting. Interesting. He played at Wisconsin. Now he's they're playing the Bucks. I don't know. Use it to your advantage. <laughs> Spin it. You know, it's like, man, he gets to go home and play against his, you know, hometown, hometown crowd. I don't know, you know. But, you know, it's just like you don't have any options. Tory Craig is not stepping his game up and becoming that small big man, you know. No. 
And so, I mean, what does that leave? You want you want Cameron Johnson to be that guy now? Take away from his offense, which is taken away from your own offense, which is supposed to be supporting the starting cast in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if Booker don't necessarily bring it like he's been bringing it, and if CP3 don't quite bring it the way he needed to be bringing it like he did in games one and two, we got a problem because Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, who's he's the third piece, but he's not that third scorer. Per se, he's you know what I'm saying it's a different kind and of he, and that's the thing. He's I the don't DeAndre need the Jordan yeah. of this team, yeah. just like with CP3 situation with Blake Griffin. It's like he's he's a third person, but he's not really a part of your big three. And I'm like that big three, that third person has to be a person who can sustain a team all by himself. DeAndre Jordan wasn't that guy, yeah. no more than DeAndre DeAndre Aiden. You're our number one piece. But that's that, the other thing I have a problem with because Mikel Bridges is out here. You're supposed to be the third scoring option for this starting lineup anyway. Huh. Where the hell have you been? Seven points in game four? Are you four? serious? He's technically, I mean, what was his regular season? I mean, I don't know if you even had it on hand. I don't have his okay. regular season stats on hand. But at the end of the day, I don't care about your regular season. Curi- I'm curious about what, because you said he's the third leading scorer. I was curious, like, what did he do over the season? In, the, in regards to that, I'm saying offensively, you're su- you're supposed to be the third option. Okay, and I third option wise, seventeen and thirteen in the last two games is not going to cut it. Plus, if you go back to games uh, two and three, uh, well, game two he did have twenty seven points, but in game three, he most certainly did not. He only had four. So the last three games, you have been. Absolutely, you've had twenty-four points over three games, and you've been averaging roughly twenty-five to thirty minutes a game. But he's fifth. I mean, he's fifth amongst. I mean, he's he's last. He's the fifth. He's in fifth amongst the starters in minutes, as well as shot attempts. Because I mean, but, but this is the Jay Crowder effect. Why is Jay Crowder shooting? And he's out here shooting nine threes, as opposed to you shot four four shots the entire game, one shot a quarter. Mm-hmm. He, I'm, but my point is, when then you got Booker and and Paul and CP3, you know, really filling up the stat lines with their attempts. You know, 28 attempts for um, Booker, 13 for um, for Chris Paul. There's not too many more possessions left, and somebody had to be fifth. It it, it fell on this guy. But my question is, how in the hell is Jay Crowder shooting more than him? That would be my first thing because I I don't necessarily have a problem if DeAndre Aiden outscored outshot him based on if you feed in the post 10 15 13 times I don't have a problem with that but you know <clears throat> Jay Crowder 10 attempts and that ain't 10 you know field goals from like 7 feet out or 6 feet out this stuff is all you know 9 out of 10 is from three point line and you only shot and hit three at all man you are you serious that that couldn't be more inefficiency that I've, I've ever seen but I guess we should be happy he hit three threes. Yeah. You know, when it was all said and done. He only it only took nine attempts to get there. But okay. I get what you're saying. I, I just I, I I find that to be an inefficient stat. It it counter it counterbalances um it, it or it puts his his whole stat line in uh, as an imbalance. It's something it just not it's not balanced at all. And I'm like that 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 that's shooting far outweighs everything you did or tried to mask masquerade as a good game. And but I, just I, go back to game one. You were taking 15 shots a game. You were 8 for 15, still super efficient, still super effective, and you win by 10 as the third leading guy when you're right behind Chris Paul 
with 10 for 20 and but that's Devin him Booker with 12 a for high efficient game. And I mean, I'm not saying that Jay Crowder don't have the, the ability to do it. No, no, no he, I'm talking about Bridges. Oh, Bridges. Not, go yeah, ahead, Bridges go being ahead. the third option. But I mean, I, 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 he's get, always, I get what you're saying with right. Bridges. You don't really have an have an issue with him taking less shots than Aiton, no. and I don't either. I don't have no right. problem with that. Me and he Aiton, should be the fourth option, but I do be. have a problem with him with with um him taking less shots than um Crowder when yeah. Crowder is only predominantly just taking three pointers, which he's not proven to be a th- a good three point shooter. So I'm not understanding Monty Williams. Why in the hell does this dude have the green light to shoot threes? Yeah, and, and I get it, but what I'm saying specifically to to Mikel Bridges is that. You took the initiative in your 40-minute stretch on in game one, or 38 minutes, rather. You were 8 for 15. You took the initiative to take those shots. I don't know what it is about this now that you have. Maybe this is Monty Williams saying, well, I need Jay Crowder to get involved more on the offensive end for some reason. And if that's the case, I was wrong. Monty Williams definitely shouldn't have been the coach of the year if this but, is his real plan. Also, but I don't believe that. Because Mikel Bridges in game one was was on fire. Like and he was killing was, it. And where was game one played? In Phoenix. But if you go to game five, no, no. Bridges we'll go, was five we'll for stop, eight. Don't jump to five. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you just you're making my point for me. This game is in Milwaukee. Obviously, this dude is not the same player on the road as he is at home. That's all. No, this is at. this is game five. Game five, he I was at home. I'm looking at game four stats. You keep jumping. We never we never officially went to game five at any point until now. No, I get that. But what I'm saying, I, I was specifically saying about him, whether he's at home or on the road, it doesn't matter. Since the first two games of this series, he has d- d- steadily taken less and less shots from games three to games four to game five. Or I guess he went back up in game five That's just a little point. bit. And yes, they were super close. But And yes, he was super efficient. But let's just look back on how you won. How did you win games against Milwaukee when they were ex- extremely healthy? Everybody was ready to go, and they they were they were coming off of just being in a huge groove against uh, Atlanta. So they were ready to go. You're ready to go now after you taking a long break, Mikel Bridges. You were a part of that that formula for winning games. We gonna get the game five. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing you. I hear you. Keep talking. It's just I I, I want. If you're going to start, especially with the shortened rotation, you're a starter. I don't care how many minutes it is. Yes, you've been very efficient. You need to take more shots. You can't keep passing up the ball to give the opportunity for Jay Crowder to take more shots. Now, if, and again, like I said, if this is a coaching thing where it's Monty Williams, then yes, it's not on on uh, uh, on Mikel Bridges. That's the case, but I don't believe that. I don't believe this is a coaching issue because we have what other time throughout this season or even throughout this playoff run have we seen this happen? We haven't. What I see is Jay Crowder is getting significantly more time than than Bridges and taking significantly more shots, period, for whatever reason. Um, Well, in game five, it was a little different, but the, the time. You still got eight more minutes in them in, in game five than then um and and then when you look at game four, I mean he had nearly forty minutes again, just being Drake Carrado and Mikael Bridges at twenty five and a half minutes. Like his minutes are short. I mean, I, I'm not understanding why. Now that that has to be is that not coaching? I mean, that that has to do with whatever scheme he's dealing with. 
He takes it. Bridges is not playing the same starter minutes as the rest of these guys. Cam, he's splitting time basically with Cameron Johnson. That's where his time is going. And I don't have a problem with that because Cameron Johnson is more efficient. And I'm not saying that Mikael Bridges shouldn't be that third person. What I'm saying is I have an issue as to why and how Monty Williams is allowing Jay Crowder to have more opportunities than what Mikael Bridges should have. That's all I'm saying because I'm looking at how much minute, how many minutes he's getting. Because I'm like, you leaving Jay Crowder out there for 40 minutes just to jack up threes? I don't need a power, a power forward out here shooting three pointers. True, I just don't. Yeah, and that and especially the, the way you shooting them all to that him well. is you need to be down in the paint, giving especially on the offensive end, giving Phoenix more second chance opportunities. So I agree with you. Thank you. That, and that's all I'm really saying. That's just I'm not saying that he's a bum and he's a bust. I'm just what I'm seeing is I don't you're, think he's good for this team in the way that he's being utilized. I don't, I'm kind of over. I just need him to go back down in the post and play. I'm like, you know what? I think they can get a better option. And they can upgrade this. Let's position talk later, game five. Go ahead. Because so getting into game five, then um, the main thing here, and and I told you this. Mm-hmm. I think it was Sunday. Phoenix, this isn't a take away from Milwaukee by any means. They have been impressive the last three games. They they have done their job. They have done what they were supposed to do, and in game five specifically, they didn't do anything wrong to lose the game. But I don't believe Milwaukee has really won anything yet because it's every single game that Phoenix has lost, there is a key reason for Phoenix losing that game. There's something that Phoenix did that caused them to lose that game. And to mm-hmm. me, game three was... Game three, I thought Milwaukee was going to win. I'm sorry. That is the one game that I think that Milwaukee has won outright. Mm-hmm. Game four, five turnovers by Chris Paul and the lack of production from Jay Crowder. Those are the reasons why Phoenix lost that game. Game five to me specifically is Jay Crowder in the paint. You only had, first of all, you only scored 10 points offensively. Mm -hmm. And second, you only have five rebounds. How do you go down when you're not focusing as much on the offensive end defensively how are you have less rebounds how are you not in the paint getting scrappy down there and making sure that you have it either you're taking away second chance opportunities from milwaukee or you're giving your own team phoenix on the offensive end second chance opportunities yeah exactly because over half his attempts were three pointers there is no other reasoning as to why phoenix lost this game because i did the math (laughs) so what i've said is they needed to get to 20 rebounds Mm-hmm. They the DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder combined for for fifteen, and I don't have a problem with DeAndre Ayton going twenty and ten. I have no problem with that. Right, get your double double. We're good. But just taking the five rebounds that that are left to be made up, mm-hmm. and saying Jay Crowder, you need to go get five more, or yeah. even if DeAndre Ayton gets a few more, it, it doesn't matter as long as they get to twenty. So you got to get five more between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You're 50, and this is just from field goals, not from three point range. This is just from inside the arc. You're 55% from the field in game five already. Meaning, if you, per possession, per each time you got a rebound, you have roughly two, two to three more possessions in the game. Mm-hmm. 
And just taking those twos, you have an extra five to six points based off of your percentage, off of your shot percentage, your field goal percentage. You just add the the bare minimum of five to them, they win this game. 24, hmm. 124 to 123. Gotcha. Just their, their bare minimum based on how they played in that game. Right. They win by one. And that is all, uh, solely attributed to Jay Crowder not being a force in the paint. Oh, and what what in the world are you doing for 40 minutes outside of standing around the perimeter waiting if it's to see the ball coming your way? And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't, I'm not, this is not me questioning Monty Williams. It's me, I'm baffled by what is this as a part of the scheme of, you know, this is our part of our strategy of winning. Like, what deterrent element is this that because i don't think this is fully really working to, you know working to your to your advantage at all no. you know this is this is detriment to you and i'm like that it's like it's so exposed no one's talking about it it's like like let's just let it keep happening you know if they're not gonna change anything we're not gonna let them keep and i would have the same mentality if i'm milwaukee i'm letting please keep shooting oh he had three he had four of them <laughs> okay how many did he shoot? He shot twelve, four for twelve from three point line. Really? That's what they 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 allow on that they allow on that kind of stuff going on over there in Phoenix. I see why we're up. I see why we we're hoisting up this trophy. Yeah. And man, I almost had to. They it hit me like a ton of bricks when I didn't I didn't even realize they're celebrating their fiftieth anniversary of not winning since winning their last title. I just experienced that with the Kansas City Chiefs. Literally <laughs> yeah, 50 years. He did. <laughs> I'm like, Milwaukee fans, I think I've been a little too rough on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It don't even have to look uh, it don't even have to look pretty. I understand. I'm not flipping my pit about my pick by no stretch of imagination. I'm just softening my stance a little bit because I had to come to realize, like, wow, I didn't even realize. I heard it just randomly on the on the radio. It didn't even occur to me. I never even did the math in my head. I just yeah. knew it was in the seventies. I, I understood when they last. Nineteen seventy one. Whatever you know, <laughs> in Milwaukee, who cares? You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those type of th- nothing to get you. <laughs> just come on, Milwaukee. You know who you, you are. know who you are. <laughs> come, you know who you are. And dear mean, but country. that's the thing. Like I don't. I, and I have nothing against Milwaukee if they win it. Like you, you, right. like I'm not saying that Milwaukee doesn't deserve the title if they win it. I'm just saying they didn't do any. I, I feel from watching this series outside of game three, you have done nothing to win these games. Phoenix has lost every game except for game three. Hmm. And at the end of the day, if Phoenix tweaks this or that, it they win those games. As opposed to no Milwaukee certifiably they shut them down. There was nothing that Phoenix could have changed to win these games. No, it's it's distinct. Jay Crowder, get your ass in the paint. Game three, or sorry, game four. Chris Paul, stop turning the freaking ball over. Right. Like those things are are tangible for mistakes Phoenix has made as opposed to things Milwaukee has exposed significant meltdown moments. I I get it. You know, something very significant is happening and not it's happening even on the Milwaukee side to some degree. Yeah. However, the variations have not been as great as you can see. And it's just calling it for what it is. 
series is going to be close. I know I said Phoenix in, in, in six. Obviously, it's wrong. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I mean, if it's Phoenix in seven, great. They all Because what it really comes down to, they just need to get game six. I'm not even worried about game seven. No, I'm really. The issue I, yeah. is game six because if you don't win game six, hell, it ain't gonna be a game seven. Yeah. So game seven will take care of itself. Look, just take home court advantage back since now the series has begun. Technically, yes. <laughs> Here we are. How many? Whoa, we've been asleep for a long time. The series has started. <laughs> you know, so here it is. It's, and it's coming down to tomorrow night. But I think game five is is devastating. If Phoenix loses this series, game five is devastating because. Just listen to this stat. And I, I wrote this down, and I even left out a piece. Okay. You cannot. They Phoenix literally just wasted a 40-point night from, from Devin Booker, mm. a 20-point double-double from Chris Paul, and I forgot to write this down, a 20-point double-double from DeAndre Ayton, and they just wasted that in Game 5. That is the most sound a team you're going to find anywhere hmm. that it like that. It, just think of that. A team, if you just taking away the names of everything, mm-hmm. the Phoenix, take Phoenix, Chris Paul, all of that away. Right. You go into any box score and you see the two guard put up 40 points. The point guard put up a 20 and 11, 21 and 11 game. And the, the, the center puts up a 20 and 10 game. You're automatically that team won by miles. <laughs> yeah, there's like that the, the baffles me that this team, because of Jay Crowder not being an enforcer down in the paint and playing his freaking role, you lost Game Five because of that, and you wasted that great of a performance from your big three in Game Five in the most pivotal game of this series. You wasted it because Jay Crowder didn't want to play in the paint. And guess what? That opened up. A nice little lane and opened up and woke up now a tiny sleeping giant called Drew Holiday, mm. who just had his way to the paint. Whether he brought beat his man off the defender, that if he beat his defender, there was nobody else to beat because he just had a free lane. It was a, DeAndre Ayton was right. Ayton's pulled out. He's yeah. he's being drawn out, and you know, and that's the point. Where is the rim protector? Oh, he's out there trying to shoot threes. Oh, he's on a perimeter because he because uh, he needs to get back to spot up to, to to receive the ball to shoot another three. Monty Williams, please, what what in the world? You, I just I just need explanation to this. That's all. I just want to know what the philosophy is. I still believe in him because everything yeah. else he's doing is great. Therefore, I'm just not understanding this one element as to what is what the what the hell was this whole recruitment, Chris Paul? Why did you recruit this guy to do this? Did, I mean, I don't understand what did you see that was going to make this fit because I don't see him fitting. He's just, it's kind of like, look, he's just out there. He's doing what he got to do. He's hes like, look, I'm out here auditioning. I'm showing what I got because I'm pro- I know I'm probably moving on. You know, and he's just trying to get his. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, he's he does, everything he's doing does not seem to fit in the flow of what they're doing offensively. And I'm just, I'm having a real problem with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, and let's get kind of getting to a point where we can wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Let's just look ahead. I I, I agree with you, no. Monty Williams. Mm-hmm. I I would love an explanation. You need to get on the mic and tell me what the hell this is, because if if there is a reasoning behind why Jay Crowder's on the three point line and it's it's a there's something tangible there. Cool. I I, I respect. What it. was he pulling out? But I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing guards running at him because they like they're not even taking the bait. Like, why would I pull my big to come out? Why am Why would Giannis come out to why, try to guard you? Why are we even trying to stop you from shooting threes? 
Yeah. It's kind of, kind of like, it's we ex- just want to distract you. We don't necessarily want to You know what it is? You. It's li- the Milwaukee is taking the ph- philosophy Phoenix did for, for Giannis in games one and two. Giannis wanted to keep shooting threes. Go ahead. We're going to stay down here and block everything off in the paint. You are not coming down here and playing in this area. If you can hit them, go ahead. It's like, gonna be we're we're going to live and die by it. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be just, you just had that night. Well, it was nothing we could have did. He had that night. Yeah. You can't stop that. But that's what it's going to take for me, and I can live with that. And yeah. Because at that point, that is something where Milwaukee certifiably won that game. There was nothing that you could have done to change the outcome. Right. As opposed to, well, eight. Look, Crowder, you can just put just whenever you're on the floor, come down, post up in the paint. That's it. And you can do that all night long. You've been doing it all season long. Draw a couple of fouls. I don't know. Put a little pressure on none of these other players. It maybe might, like a no, Middleton. And I, and I maybe will say like that Williams. might be the one thing that Monty Williams is trying to avoid is Crowder because he, again and again, uh, throughout this playoff run, when he is in the paint, he is racking up five, sometimes six fouls and fouling out at the end of the games. No, no, no. I ain't talking about stopping him. Maybe him going down in the paint will cause, you know, to, I, to, I get what to, you're to saying, but it's also causing him to foul offensively. Yeah. And and if, if that's the case, I, I sort of get what you're saying there, but it's not translating into wins. No, you'd be we can win in crush time when he's beating up on these guys right. and tiring them out. Or so we, sorry, I'm supposed to be unbiased here. <laughs> Us. <laughs> Well, so looking ahead, let's kind of just what do you think Phoenix needs to do and how do you see Phoenix adjusting in game five to try to bring this back to Phoenix for game seven? In game six for game seven? Oh, sorry, game six. Um, hmm. They don't have to change much. I, again, I think if they, as you were saying, I think that they can get a person like a Mikael Bridges more involved. Where is that going to come from? From Jay Crowder's offense. Because Mm-hmm. Less of what Jay Crowder, a little less of Jay Crowder antics right now, and then let's beef up Mikael Bridges, and we need to get something like a nice little swing and swing man, you know, slasher in there that brings a whole another fresh element, and so defenses can't home in on a de- like a Devin Booker because yeah, I can be like yeah, Devin Booker's gonna have a good game. What type of, is it gonna be a twenty seven point good game? Was it gonna be a forty two point good game? You know, that's very different, and we yeah. just don't know, and I can't expect. 42 they probably need it but can't sit there and bank him to score 42 points he might give us honestly two, like you a need 27 it seven and, and six and that's great if Mikel bridges is being efficient on the offensive end all you really need is him to get close to 30 thank you because bridges put up what 15 if you get like yeah. 15 and seven excellent yeah. and i mean that's that's but the, the point he ain't he ain't getting shot attempts if you're shooting three for four he's efficient but when you play 25 minutes a game. I need volume. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, obviously your time is coming from Cam, Cam Johnson. I don't have a problem with Cam Johnson coming in the game. I have, I have a problem with why it's not coming in out of Jay Crowder's in, um I just think that they need to go back. Because I think his minute. Yeah. If Jay Crowder played 25 minutes and did what he did, impressive. 40 minutes. No, if you took like game three stat line, mm-hmm. not game game five, he played like crap. No, no, no. I'm saying I, I like still don't like that. How that 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 stat line was all inflated. If he did that in 25 minutes of play, that's a lot different than in 40 minutes. It is, but I don't think that that translates into Phoenix getting a win. I think what translates to Phoenix getting a win is Jay Crowder. Take your take if your 35 that, minutes. What's, that's 15 less minutes that went. That's 15 minutes that went somewhere else to efficiency that's going somewhere else. Like a, like a cam. No, I get you. Or, Stop trying to be an offensive threat. We need you specifically. 
I don't need your scoring. We're we're fine with you scoring ten points when you have ten freaking rebounds. Whether that comes on the offense or the defensive end, wherever you want to exert that energy to get your 10 rebounds, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. But I, if you're going to play 35 minutes, you need to go get 10 rebounds. I need that out of you every single night. These next two games, 35 minutes, 10 rebounds. I do not care how much you score. Because at the end of the day, I can count on on Devin Booker to score 35 points. And if you're not taking those shots, that means Mikel Bridges is taking your shots in, 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 I've, and he's been efficient. Booker and I agree with you. Booker and Aiden are only two just playing more minutes than him per game. So he's playing more minutes than even Chris Paul. Yeah. I'm having like this goes beyond. I'm just saying the cutoff is supposed to be in where Bridges should be superseding him in, in the pecking order of the starting five, not necessarily the other three. Take five minutes from but I'm like, but yeah, it's like, why is his numbers, minutes played, so inflated? And then you, when you translate over to the rest of his stats, I'm sorry, your minutes played versus your, he's not efficient. I'm like, he can it's put up stats, a, but, but it's so I'm saying. It's not about his offensive efficiency when he's on the floor. It, when he is on right, the floor. It's not, but it's taken away from the total team's offensive efficiency because it's a deficit. Because even for him to succeed, they have to die somewhere else. Yes, but they, again, but they don't need more offensive efficiency and that and, and i and what i'm saying is is at the end I'm of the day if he has to shoot for whatever reason that we what don't, i'm saying is is right. don't let that monty williams this is what i think you <laughs> right. need to do i understand that he don't go need out to there have stop shoot no ball. don't let jay crowder is not on your roster to be an offensive threat he's not a, he's not a shooter you don't need that Man, we need a rod you can play him for 35 minutes right you can play him for 37 you can play him for 40 minutes i don't care make his number one priority 10 rebounds tonight. That Gosh. is it. I don't Man. care about anything else. That's 10 rebounds. Out of a power forward. My goodness. 10 rebounds. And if he wants to, and it, once he gets his team re, 10 rebounds, go ahead. Let him shoot. This, Let him get to 10 points. See, and that's where, and you're going to win the game. And this is the part where, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe this is the Kristen how the guy's position on the floor. This is where, like, man, Mikhail Bridges. This is where your this is your time to shine. You could clean up on the boards. You don't have to, especially if you ain't shooting that much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not saying that he's not you know having to spend you know spend time sticking you know Middleton, and that's that. I'm sure that's exerting a lot of his energy. But I'm like, man, but you could be you could be that guy averaging 10, 11 rebounds a game, even though you may have seven and eleven and and five or something like that. You could be efficient in a whole different kind of way, you know. But it all depends on on game flow and scheme. And I'm just sorry. The the, the crowded thing just threw me completely off. Now, I do have a question <laughs> of the day. Just want to make sure you oh. do that before you go into your, you know, and uh your yeah. um conclusion. Go ahead. Oh, um, well <laughs> being that we are surprisingly down now, uh, I said we. <laughs> me and myself included. Us Suns fans. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Sun supporter. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've been rolling with him since the first. Hey, hey, y'all better stop it. I did not jump on just recently. Um, since now that they found themselves down in a series for the second time since the first since the first round against the Lakers, and for the first time in an elimination game. Yep. Which that took me over. It took me a minute to make those two connections on my, on my own. By the way. <laughs> I didn't. I called no no sports in there. Yeah. I, I called nothing today. So with that being said, I'm, I'm kind of I don't know what 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 the pulse is out there today. Um, but <clears throat> just keeping that context in mind, 
And being that we could potentially be watching maybe the final game tomorrow, if not tomorrow, then at the end of the next, uh, end, of, end of this week, we'll be coming down to the last game or game two games. My question of the day is this: Which NBA franchise will have the greater accomplishment if they win the NBA Finals, the Suns or the Bucks, and why? Hmm. Go ahead, answer that down below. I'll be in the comments. You guys saw me last week in the comments. So, <laughs> decal. I think I roasted you. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't know who he was talking to. Yeah, yeah no, it wasn't me. <laughs> My picture is in the thing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, at the end of the day, uh, I. That's a great question. Oh, uh, we can have a discussion about it down below. But thank you guys again for listening, and we'll hopefully catch you next week with the Suns win. <laughs> Yes, they only, hey, they only have to win two games. Not, not. I, they only have to win one because I think if they win game six, I was gonna Milwaukee's going to be demoralized. Them winning the next two games is not necessarily swinging for the fences. That's all I was saying. No. You know, but with that being said, hopefully. Well, thank you guys again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Have a good night.